you're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. All right, guys, last Stone Cold quarterback segment. As you know, I go around FCS Nation, and I look for the top dog at the quarterback position. Well, this week, pretty damn easy. Didn't take me long. I got Mark Gronowski. Mark Gronowski, the national championship winning quarterback, the man who won the most valuable player in the game. And was a pretty big part in that 45-21 beatdown over the Bison. Mark, thanks for joining the show for the third time this season. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, you should be, man. We we spoke before I hit the record button. You said you were on cloud nine. You still on cloud nine? Yeah. I mean, there's there's no better feeling, you know. Winning the national championship, won against your arch rivals, and to do a beatdown like that and Doing with all the guys you've been working so hard with, there's no better feeling. Yeah, there's not. You know, when I get on with you, I'm comfortable, right? We're, we're pretty close in the same age. I've gone to battle with you before. So I want you to kind of bring your guard down, right? I'm sure you've been trained. You've been doing interviews all week long. But me and Kevin Marshall here at FCS Nation are known for being honest, right? We've been talking about the beatdown. I used the word slacking in the first segment of our episode this week. And that's exactly what you guys did. But, hey, Mark, I wanted to bring this up. So this was a tweet from, I believe, May 16th, 2021. Quote, Quote, God has his plan. I will be back better than ever. That was from Mark Gronowski on Twitter. It was when you faced your injury. So you go from that place, that dark, dark place, to the very light place on top of the mountain. What is your mindset like then and now? And do you still go back to that time where you were on the sideline and Coach Stig and the rest of that offensive staff had to bring in an FBS quarterback, right? They thought that was the missing puzzle piece. And here you guys are now. Do you still go back to that moment? You were in a really dark place? Yeah, I do. And I I mean, I even quote tweeted that right after the game and said that God works in wondrous ways, and he does. And it was just – it's been a long time coming from that moment, and I've always been like my commitment to getting back to a national championship the way that I have been before was my entire goal throughout my entire, like, injury process. And, I mean, I was in there six days a week trying to get back to where I was before. And I do think back to that moment just in a way – to give me motivation of like, I got to play every play like my last play. Cause you never really know when it's going to end. Yeah, and mo- it was just so special this weekend too, just kind of being back in that same place and having everyone there to support. It was very special. Speaking of support, that's one of the next things I wanted to touch on. So I was a part of the Jack's illustrated tailgate, right? Hung out with the guys from the splitting hairs podcast, FCS fans nation podcast. Me and Kevin, were just making our way through all of that blue and yellow you guys as fans are freaking nuts, and they uh, packed that place, right? I think it was a 50-50 split, but honestly, gun to my head, I would lean the Jacks. I think you guys brought more of the firepower when it came to the fans. How much did they play a role in the lead-up to the national championship? And then that Sunday, right, where you guys just put on a dominant performance. Yeah, no, they, they – I mean, I kept them hearing all week that, that uh, the Bison fans were going to show up and there was going to be more of them there, but – by the time the game rolled around, it looked like I, I think there's more like 60, 40 Jacks fans because that entire end zone seemed like a lot of Jacks fans over there. But I, I was really excited about it, and they were getting everyone juiced up around town before the game. And during the game itself, they just gave us energy, and we just fed off of it. And they were, they were being loud for uh, their offense when they were on the field. And, I mean, they gave us juice when we were giving big plays, and we just kept the momentum going. And, I mean, they helped out a lot in that. Yeah, like I said earlier, they were super impressive, and also, they're all so big. 
and, and just felt like they just were fed something different in the state of South Dakota. I'm obviously a shorter guy, but everybody there, it, it makes sense, right, that the 605 Hogs are who they are. And you, what your guys' bread and butter is keeping that thing on the ground and playing dirty football. And you guys just did that. I wanted to touch on offensively, you know, how you guys were able to get creative. That was one of my takeaways from the game, right, in that first North Dakota State three and out. You saw the A-gap power. You saw the inside zone. Then you saw the quarterback power, and they punted the ball. And to you guys, right, in the first play of the game, you threw it into the boundary. I'm sure it was a check that you guys had on. It didn't look like it was necessarily designed when you broke the huddle, but you saw what you needed to, made that throw. You got into some mixed personnel, some different formations, moving guys around, went heavy, had some direct snaps in there. Sooner or later, came around a pop pass. Did you guys spend that month leading up to the game? implementing new wrinkles and did Zach Luan he played a huge part of it I would imagine yeah I mean he I I love him as an offensive coordinator and uh, me and him have built a great relationship and he's so smart and he he I love how his creativeness kind of comes into the game a little bit and you touched on like that first part of that first play like that wasn't even supposed to be like the technically number one but the corner was just way off might as well get it to Tucker right away for an easy 10 yards but we're we're at the beginning of that game we were trying to do a bunch of different things, do a bunch of different personnel, kind of see what they were going to do against each formation and each personnel grouping that we were going against. And we got to see what we liked. And uh, he made a really good – Coach Luhan made a really good game plan this week and got to add a bunch of little creative plays in there as well. And one of those being that, that uh, third and one fake run and dump over the top to Mike Morgan for that long touchdown. And I mean, even the run game, he was adding some different things in the run game that um, – that really worked against North Dakota State. And he was just such a creative dude that just made so many great plays and had called such a great game and had a great game plan overall. But we were we were preparing for them so well, and we just were trying different things and things that were going to work against them, and all of them ended up working, which was really cool. Yeah, that's been most impressive from you guys. From my standpoint, right, you guys have decided to take it upon yourself. Coach Stig obviously is no spring chicken, but to bring in a 27-year-old offensive coordinator, and a lot of guys on that staff are now you know, under the age of 30, which I think is the right way to go, right? It's where our game's heading. These guys are copycatting each other, whether it's NFL play style, whether it's just these new little wrinkles, right? Us young guys are able to keep up with it and, and keep up with the times. And you guys did just that. And you guys opened the playbook up in a national championship game against one of your biggest rivals. It takes some cojones to do that, but you guys executed it. So it speaks a lot about you guys and the players on the field. And the announcement was made, right? The Yankee brothers are coming back. You guys want to keep a chokehold on the FCS, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we got, I think overall, I mean, our entire offense is coming back except for Tucker Craft, and Tucker Craft ended up missing half the season anyway. And, I mean, we got all the entire offense coming back, and there's no reason why we can't be the number one offense in the country next year with all the guys we have. And Lujan also developing as an offense coordinator as well, too. And, I mean, even in the game where you said, I mean, all the cards have to go on the table to go win a national championship. You're not going to leave anything behind. And, I mean, we didn't stick with our bread and butter throughout, but we were able to make the plays that we needed to on the – kind of the newer plays that we had for that week. Yeah, you, you definitely did. You executed it to perfection, honestly, in my eyes. I, I saw what your guys' game plan was, and to come out aggressive was, I think, the right choice. North Dakota State did, uh, in my eyes, the complete opposite, right? I, I called it arrogant, 
in a write-up that I did and definitely on the podcast here already through, you know, the first segment. I said, man, it was almost arrogant, right? Like North Dakota State came into this game thinking they were going to play the same exact ball that they've played all season long. I said, this was probably the three same opening plays that they deployed against Drake, right? When they were 52-point favorites. And I said, this is not the squad you want to do this with. Like, you can't come into this without any wrinkles and stuff. So I commend you guys for that. I commend Luan and Stig for kind of handing the keys to the offense away, you know, for the first time in a long time. Mark, you guys punted once in your first seven drives. Can you tell me why that is in your own words? Um, well, first off, before you before you go that way, the, with the off with the with their offense going against our defense, kind of doing that run heavy kind of thing. I mean, that's what they always usually do, and our defense kind of takes that to heart, kind of being like, we're going to be the tougher team, we're yeah. going to be the better team, and and they kind of kind of gives them a little bit of motivation that they think that they're better than us, but we're going to prove them why they're wrong. But uh, I think our offense as a whole is just Throughout practice, that entire these those three weeks leading up to the game, we were so locked in, and um, it was some of our best weeks of practice all the season long, really. And we were focused, we were playing hard, and I think that really translated to the game. And um, we didn't waver belief at all. And obviously, I, I think the stat was in the first half we were like eight for nine on third downs or seven <laughs> for nine on third downs, and. We didn't. We didn't care where we were on the field or what the situation was. We knew we were going to be successful in any way possible, and um, the belief never wavered throughout the entire game and through those first eight or seven drives that we ended up scoring on. Which, I mean, there's no better feeling when you have that kind of swagger where nothing can stop you, really. You're 100%. Hey, I want you to pull the pistol out of the holster here. Hold nothing back. I don't know what you guys have been told in regards to answering a question like this, but do your best. Be honest. Is it time? for the Bison to start chasing the Jackrabbits down. I think you guys have a grip on the game right now. If North Dakota State doesn't hit the portal, doesn't recruit any skill players, I think it's going to be pretty lopsided for a long time with the, the way that I think it's headed. Agree or disagree? I, I completely agree, and I think I think the, the Jackrabbits are on the come up. I mean, we have been for the past five years making some semifinals and championships in the past, but we did it in dominating fashion, and we got guys returning. Guys can continue to improve. There's no other team that I'd rather be on right now than the Jackrabbits and the SCS. So I think there's going to be many years to come uh, seeing the Jackrabbits in Frisco. And there you have it, folks. Quarterback of the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, Mark Gronowski, brought his team to a 45-21 to absolute schlacking in the national championship game January 8th. It was a Sunday, and it was a good one for Mr. Mark. Mark, enjoy the offseason. Do some illegal recruiting that nobody knows about, right? Bring in some <laughs> dogs that you guys need to do to run this damn thing back. We're super proud of you here at FCS Nation, me and Kevin, definitely but, hey, like I said, good luck in the offseason. Thanks for joining the th- show for the third time. I-, I guess we brought you a little bit of mojo. We're going to have to bring you on next year. Yeah, I appreciate it having me on. It's always a joy uh, talking with you guys. So.